0: Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now, your host, Dr. Barry. What's up, everybody? Dr. Barry here, your host of the Lunch and Learn, bringing you episode 67. And today we're going to be Talking about some very recent events on the news with a Dr. Wendell Davis Boot. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, but uh, I think it's Boot, right? Some some people have been saying it's like bootay. I don't think it's bootay, but I've actually haven't heard it, you know, actually said out loud. I just keep seeing videos of you know what she's doing, right? So we're gonna be talking about if you know what your doctor is actually doing for a living, right? Because I think this case brings a lot of questions out to light that i think for from a patient perspective right i think from a patient perspective most of you guys don't really know what your doctor does right like you know maybe what type of field he's in right but you don't necessarily he or she uh but you don't necessarily know what they actually do right in totality right and so we'll, we'll get into the breakdown of you know how this dermatologist uh slash cosmetic surgeon is in trouble uh some things that she could have did to possibly avoid uh, being in trouble and kind of just what what's the outlook for other physicians, right? Because a case like this, where you have social media being used in a very negative way towards a, a physician using social media, uh, I'm very weary of, right? Because obviously, you know, if you're listening to me and you've been, you know, rocking with me since, you know, Dr. Pierce's blog, you you know, I use social media quite frequently and it's a avenue that I almost require, right? Like, I almost, uh, tell my uh, pre-meds and my medical students, like, you should have to be on it, right? Like, especially in this day and age. So, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this case. We're going to be talking about, you know, the do's and don'ts. We're going to be asking you guys, you know, do you actually know what your doctor does for a living? Uh, to make sure you don't run into any similar problems or issues or concerns in the future. Thank you for listening to The Lunch and Learn. If you want today's show notes, head over to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP067. And remember to empower yourself for better health. All right, so we're here today, right? Because very recent events in the news with a Dr. Wendell Davis Boot and uh malpractice shoot she's going through that is shedding some unfortunate light on some of the you know, incorrect ways to use social media, if I may add, right? And I, before I start, right, I know a couple of people are going to mention uh, people like Pimple Popper, people like Doctor Miami, uh, Doctor Kirby, the dermatologist out of California. I know, I know you guys are going to mention that, right? And so I want, I want to like first let's like answer those questions like right off the bat, right? I think as you know, one who uses social media and who enjoys using social media and understands the power of social media. I think there is a right and wrong way, you know, to promote yourself, right. And in this case, right, it's it's two separate things, right. We have a physician, right, a fellow physician who's being sued for an unfortunate event that occurred during a cosmetic procedure, right? But I can tell you, being the person who's had to clear probably over you know, probably over a thousand patients by now, uh for a surgery that a lot of times those, you know, any type of surgery, it doesn't really matter, right? They always list it, right? Uh, there's always risks and complications, right? There is no, you know, benign surgery that's, you know, zero risk, right? There isn't any. And it's the reason why, you know, you should always, you know, be very mindful when, you're, when your family and friends are going to have surgery, right? Because it's not 100% guaranteed, right, that it's going to go 100% okay. You know, that being said, right? Uh, I, I know these uh, these contracts, these these clauses that you sign off, these consents that you tend to sign off. That a lot of people just sign and don't even necessarily read. Uh, you know, you guys don't necessarily get into the nitty gritty of all of the problems that possibly could occur. But uh, you know, an unfortunate event happened. A patient of hers had you know some complications like a cardiac arrest or some some issue that happened during one of her cosmetic surgeries, and she's being sued for that, right? So that's one part. Now, the other part is that she happened to also post videos on her YouTube channel, right, in her website. Now, as as you speak, right, depending on when you listen to this, right, as you speak, those are, like, already down, right? Like, she's already taken them down. I guess from a, from a legal law standpoint, she's already taken them down. And, you know, the question asked is, you know, why why is she doing that? Like, why why is she posting videos? Because that's, that's the first thing I saw, right? Like, what, what do you mean? Why is she posting videos during surgery? Why is she doing this? And... Again, she may have consent, right? Some of, uh, without all of that, the papers that she signed for said most likely will include some line like, hey, I'm allowed to post you on social media, right? And, you know, that's, you know, something you sign off for beforehand, right? So I don't think that's the issue, right? I know a lot of people are attending, especially media-wise, are trying to tie it into that sense to make it like it's one of the same. Like the reason why she's being sued is because she was shooting a, a YouTube video at the same time she should have been, you know, doing surgery and that caused a complication. That's not the case here, at least from everything I've read. It's more of a matter of, you know, how do we as physicians and how do you as a patient, right, um, you know, properly use social media to our advantage and, you know, for the patient's sake, you know, not be concerned about, you know, what your physician does, right, because, and I, I said in the intro, she's a dermatologist, right, who specializes in cosmetic surgery. And immediately, a lot of the comments that I saw, not only from like general patients, right, but even like other physicians, right, who clearly aren't up to date on, you know, what their colleagues do, right? So again, even though I said, you know, this title, this uh, show is, you know, you know what your physician does, right? Like, I'm not just talking to the patient, right? I'm talking to other physicians as well, because I, I, I thought it was pretty funny that, There are a lot more physicians out here who are just as shocked uh, that a dermatologist does cosmetic surgery than anybody. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it is just a procedure, right? And for for those from a background standpoint, you know, in in medicine, right, we go to medical school, right? We all, you know, do what we need to do to get to medical school. We finish medical school. And then right afterwards, we choose which residency we're going to choose, whether it be internal medicine, family medicine, surgery, ophthalmology, you know, whatever, that happens to be, we all end up choosing one or the other. And what what is occurring now in our system of medicine is that you almost become pigeonholed, right? Like if I choose internal medicine, right, it, it means that I'm telling the world, right, that I only want to deal with adult patients. I don't want to deal with patients from, from a women's health perspective. I don't want to deal with patients from an uh, an OB perspective. I don't want deal with patients in the children perspective, right? That's essentially what you're telling the world when you specialize, right? Same thing if you're a, a subspecialist and you go into cardiology and gastroenterology and all these other subspecialties, you're, you're essentially telling the world that I only want to focus on this and I don't want to focus on that. What we're not saying, right, and what is I think some underlying rule that for some reason has been kind of established is that just because I'm an internist doesn't mean I can't take care of kids. It just means I'm not specialized to do so. I'm not quote-unquote board certified specialized to do so. So you have a lot of people, uh, and again, that's the patients, uh, physicians, right, who, you know, who are like, oh, how is this dermatologist doing surgery, right? Well, like, honestly, if you do enough surgical procedures, you can do surgery, right? Again, I'm an internist. I'm a hospitalist now. I did outpatient medicine. Uh, but if I do enough uh, you know, endoscopy uh, under training and under, you know, if I get enough certified under my belt, guess what? I can start doing endoscopies, right? So it's not necessarily that I had to go to a certain residency to do said procedure, right? Because I think that's where a lot of people were getting kind of tied up in, right? It's just that, you know, after she finished her, her residency, I'm not sure where she did a residency at, but after she finished doing the residency, she did enough uh, procedures to be qualified to do so and then she's in the state of Georgia which allows a little bit more flexibility in what physicians can do in the first place so I definitely wanted to kind of get that you know out there in the beginning to say that remember as as a physician right and as a patient right yes your doctor may be specialized in one field but that doesn't necessarily you know constrict him to or her uh, to be able to do other things and I have a, a great friend of mine, um, and Dr. Uh, Duce uh, Masseranis, and I apologize if I uh, butcher her last name. Uh, but, you know, she, she goes by Lips Dr. Duce. If you go on Instagram, Lips Dr. Duce, I'll put a link in the show notes. Right. She's absolutely amazing. Family medicine trained. Uh, but she is like like that person right like she is the one you need to go to right if you want your lips done right and other cosmetic things right because that's what she uh did extra training for right again she didn't have to go to become a dermatologist just to be able to do that uh, she went through her family medicine residency and then she did additional training uh, to get that experience to do so and now it's like again if you're in south florida right again i think she's booked until like december or something but if you're in south florida look up lips by dr duce and if you get an appointment with her try to get one because she's absolutely amazing um her pictures are amazing she's on instagram i'll get i'll show the links uh in uh the show notes but that being said right again i i want you know you as a patient right you as a patient understand that you know just because your physician is you know certified as one thing that doesn't mean they have to do the other Right. And I think I was more uh, disappointed in the physicians. Right. I think I was more disappointed in the physicians who were like 100 percent like, oh, my God, this person's license should be taken away. This person's, um, you know, you know, career should be on hold uh, because they're doing videos. Right. Like, again, like they somehow and, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily their fault. Right. You know, the media can do what the media does. I've talked about this before. Uh, how, you know, the media is good at trying to, you know, kill celebrities off, right? Uh, the media is great at kind of framing a story and really it's two different stories, right? This happens to be a dermatologist who, you know, has some malpractice suits going on because of some complications during surgery, right? As well as she happens to shoot videos for social media, right? Now, again, I will say as a physician who does social media, right? some of the things I probably would not have done if I was her, right, is um, in in regards to the, I would give some more before and afters, right, like, you know, like, let the patient, let the world know, right, especially if we're gonna do it online, right, let the world know, like, hey, I'm about to, you know, pub, and I'm about to, you know, put your video, and, you know, at least that way the world can see, like, okay, this is from start to end, right, um, when, in, Patients, and I think people in general are just weary when every, anytime you're doing something in the OR room, right? It's definitely a a scary experience. I talked about how, again, you are not guaranteed uh, to leave uh, that uh, surgical suite, right? You are not guaranteed, right? Something can happen, right? Uh, Just like I tell patients in the hospital, right? You are not guaranteed to walk out of this hospital. So I'm always thankful when you do because anything can happen, where you come in for a cough and you don't leave, right? And that, I've seen that, unfortunately, more times than not in my career as a as a resident, and you know, I was an attending physician. So I think those are two things I want to kind of make sure we kind of get uh, clear in, in that regard, right? So from a from a commentary standpoint, especially from this, the social aspect of it, we have you know this physician who you know. I, I I even I will tell you had some mistakes, right? Had some issues in terms of uh, how is she presenting herself on social media, right? Like I, I I'm a fan of hip hop, right? Like I'm 100% with you rocking with hip hop, right? But I think you got to have that more patient encounter. You, you got to have, you got to let the people know that the patients are just uh, in line with what you do as anybody, right? I have my patients all the time, especially when I did outpatient medicine, they would always ask me. Hey, can I can I be on the next you know lunch and learn video? Right, they always wanted to be on the next lunch and learn video because it was something that they knew me from, and they didn't feel bad jumping on it. Like so, it was it was something the opportunity was always there to get patients uh, to join me. Right, so that was definitely uh, something that you know I didn't I didn't open it for them because I was like, yeah, you know, let me just do it for now and you know later down the line um, I'll, I'll think about it. But it was it was an option, right? And I think because we're only seeing one side, right? We're only seeing, you know, her in the OR, and you know, her, her with her uh, staff, you know, you know, having fun, right? But you see this patient, and you're like, oh, this patient's unconscious. This patient can't know what's happening, right? When like I'd be, it, I'd be shocked, right, if the patient didn't know. Right? I'd be shocked if she didn't say, hey. Um, I, I may put you on social media, right? I'd be shocked if someone didn't sign off on one of those consents that says I'm allowed to use you on social media, right? Especially and again, and just from an education standpoint, right? I have I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, this is a HIPAA violation," right? And you know, if I'll I'll put a link to link in the show notes to my uh, post about the the HIPAA monster, right? In medicine, right? We are extremely terrified of HIPAA violations, right? Because HIPAA violations cost us some money. But one of the big things I always tell uh, my residents, my medical students, right, if you can look at a picture, right, if you can look at a video and you can tell who that patient is from some type of identifying information, right, that's likely HIPAA violation, right? If you can't do that then it's not a HIPAA violation regardless, right? So yes, you may be able to see this person's back, right? But unless you're 100% like, you know, back expert and, you know, you've seen all the backs in the world, there's no way you're going to know who that patient is that's lying on the table, right? So again, definitely not a HIPAA violation. That was some of the comments that I saw you know, coming just, you know, fr- from the comment section, right, and it's very interesting, especially stories like these, the comment section is always the best, right, like, I always encourage, uh, you know, people, especially people who are on social media, right, especially if you are not, let me say this, if you're not one who gets very easily dismayed by comments, right, the comment section is, uh, a, it's almost, sometimes almost comical, right, because you can kind of see the spectrum of knowledge gaps, uh, that kind of you know a run rampant in the college section and in the, the comment section right because you know again you had people are like there's no way dermatologists should never be able to in this like they you should be sued because she says she was a cosmetic surgeon she's not really a quote-unquote surgeon even though again i know a lot of dermatologists who do a lot of surgery right like i think a lot of times people think of dermatology and they think of you know, acne and, you know, rashes and stuff like that, but there's a lot of dermatologists out here who do a lot of additional uh, work, especially from a, a surgical aspect, right? There's a lot of dermatology residencies who are have built-in surgical uh, rotations and certifications within their residency. A lot of my dermatology friends will, after dermatology, right, so after they finish their three years of dermatology, will then go to a uh summer workshops uh to build up their acumen on doing certain procedures that may they may not necessarily be familiar with or they may not have had enough experience with as a uh resident right so again i I, as one notion i want to make sure we get out the way quick like a dermatologist uh is can easily be a surgeon right because they do a lot of uh skin grafts and you know i know some dermatologists do bi- lipos and biopsies and like that's the dermatologist that's really the name of the game so a- again you so you see people say oh dermatology shouldn't be derm- doing surgery right when that's like completely false right you see people saying that you know sh- her license should be taken away no i don't think a license should be taken away because she does videos again if she was found to be negligent um then you could start talking about taking a license away but making a video no nah. Because again, like I said, you uh, I point right back to the the pimple poppers of the world, who I think now has a TV show, Dr. Miami, now has a TV show, and you know they're doing the same exact thing. In fact, if you're if if you don't know pimple popper, right, uh, she's a dermatologist. Look at the procedures that she does, right. Like so, if the Dr. Pimple Popper is able to do a lot of the surgical procedures that she does, right, it's not going to seem as far fetched as uh, Dr. Davis Boot. Um, is doing right in Georgia, in that regards, right? So I, I think for sure, one of the one of the biggest fallouts that are likely is going to occur from a story like this, right? Is all of a sudden uh, a trust factor is going to occur, right? So all of a sudden, especially as you as the patient and you as the physician, right? Um, the most common thing you have uh, in their relationship is the the ability to trust, right? You have to be able to trust uh, that the doctor you're going to you know, has uh, your your best interest at hand, right? You have to be able to trust that the doctor you're going to um, isn't going to, you know, put you on social media uh, without your uh, consent, right? You have to be able to trust that your doctor you're going to is competent enough uh, to do whatever procedure they say they're competent enough to do, right? I think some... Some people were saying, you know, she I guess she's declaring herself as you know the best cosmetic surgeon or plastic surgeon in the United States or the world. Or I'm again I'm not sure what the actual phrase is because the website's down. Uh, but I don't I'll be honest, I don't want to go to any surgeon, any dermatologist, any family medicine physician, any pediatrician, any ophthalmologist. I don't want to go to any one of those physicians, right, who don't think they are the best, right? Ask me where I rank. In, in the world of program directors slash hospitalists slash you know home health like ask me where I rank and it's going to be number one, right? Because if I don't think I'm ranked number one, right, like how can I you know confidently take care of my patients, right? Like again, uh, an uh, ego, right, is uh, not something that you know should be you know uh, you know d- compressed, right, or depressed uh, in in regards to as a physician, right? Because again, this this is a life or our death matter, right, for a lot of physicians, right, again, I tell people all the time, I've said it on the podcast, right, being a physician, right, is one of the toughest jobs, because for most of us, it's life or death on every single day, right, I work as a hospitalist physician, right, I work in a hospital, I take care of patients who are acutely ill, right, every decision I make from the second they walk in the door, uh, can affect whether they're going to walk out the door, right, and you know, that's that's the stress you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, understanding that your mistake, right, your mistake can and will hurt somebody, right, and hurt could, you know, ultimately end in death, right, so that's not something, you know, we, we take lightly, right, so I want to make sure uh, my physician feels that they are the best person to be able to take care of it in the world, right, like that's how every physician Uh, on this planet should be operating right like again if you're a critical care physician you better be the best in the world right if you're a dermatologist you better think you're the best in the world right if you're a surgeon you better think you're the best in the world right because this is life or death so I got no problem with that right Um, I just have uh, an issue right especially as a a physician and one who does social media um, is that now it may make someone a little bit more you know. Uh, apprehensive, right, to go to a doctor who's a little bit more out there, right, especially, again, uh, I talk about this all the time, right, if you're not on social media, I don't know what you're doing this time, and in, uh, in this time in uh, media, and healthcare, if you're not on social media, I have no clue what you're doing right now, you might as well get out the game, like, right now, right, so, but this may make some patients a little bit more reluctant to go, right, because imagine, imagine if a patient saw me on you know uh youtube and they saw me on the podcast they heard me on the podcast and they went to my website and they said, you know nah nah this guy uh does way too much for me right he's way too out there for me and i don't want to end up you know you know with my you know my, my face on some you know blog post." and so again that, that's that's it that's something that a case like this is going to add a little uh discord to right but like i think we'll be able to get get past it right like i think especially once we're able to kind of look at this story as two different stories right this is a story of an unfortunate story of a complication that happened during surgery right which again um is you know it which happens right unfortunately it happens right and it's also a story of of physician on social media and what they should be doing from a proper etiquette standpoint right so um, if you're a patient, right? So again, I want to kind of give a little tips before we end this off. If you're a patient, you're a patient who, you know, sees your physician, sees a family physician, internist, OB, whatever the physician is, ask them, you know, how, how ask your physician, you know, how active they are on social media. Ask your physician how, how, if they, you know, do any blogs or videos or podcasts, ask them, because again, it's it's something that I think, should be one of your qualifying questions, right? hopefully it's a qualifying like if they do social media, okay, then I can go with them if they don't do social media, you know they may be a little high right like that's what I hope for, right, but like you're okay to ask them right and then ask them is anything you say uh possibly gonna be on social media and if it is right, and if you don't want it to be say, hey I want my, you know, if I have an interesting case and I can tell you in medicine, you never want to be an interesting case, right? If I have an interesting case, I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to. And you can say that right out flat, right? Your physician will comply with you, right? Flip side, as a physician, right? Um, I don't want us to look at this case and think like, oh my God, uh, now I'm definitely not going to send that. Uh, tweet out that I wanted to send oh no I'm definitely not going to uh, write that blog post that I wanted to write oh um, no I'm definitely not going to do that live stream that I was going to do I'm definitely not going to record that podcast I was going to record uh, because that fear that someone may in a year two years five years ten years down the line turn around and use it as a reason why you know something happened in uh, unfortunately happened on the medical side right I don't want that it occur, right like that's something like we we shouldn't worry about like don't worry about that Um, I think it's, in in this day and age, um, more and more patients are understanding that your physician's going to be active on social media, right? Your physician isn't some hermit who goes to work and then goes home and then that's all they do, right? Like, no, they are much more active. I tell people all the time, if you follow me on Instagram or my Facebook page or my website or mailing list, you know, you're going to get all the information. You're going to get the podcast. You're going to get the blog. You're going to get all of that. If you follow me on my Twitter, you're gonna hear about the Lakers. You're gonna hear about, uh, you know, uh, my fraternity, Iota Theta Fraternity Incorporated. You're gonna hear about uh, my uh, my love for Kobe Bryant. You're gonna you're gonna hear about a lot more things. Like you're like going for meta, You may see some of my posts, right? Like I'll, I'll talk every now and then, but it's. I don't use my Twitter account to, again, reaffirm that I'm a physician and I do all of these medical-related things, right? Like, I have the links there, right? I'll have posts sent to there. But if you're going to my Twitter account ready to hear the latest health news, right, it's likely not going to be there. Um, And it's just because I've just kind of mentally decided, like, that's how I'm going to do it. And I I think as physicians, right, we have to be uh, ready to take action on something like this, right? Like, if you're on social media right now, and you know you're seeing people uh, post uh, that you know Dr. Doc, uh, uh, Bootick, Dr. Davis Boots, um, you know story, and they're saying like I can't believe this physicians out there. Like you have to be ready to defend that, right? Because if you're not defending that, then no one's going to defend you down the road, right? If you're not defending the fact that yes, you know what she may have been had consent to do those social media. Like if you're not at least saying that, right? Like you're causing more more harm than good now i and again this is more a quick caveat before i go like i did see some people talk about you know the and again this is especially when when i, I love the almost like the uh the you know the gray's anatomy type uh you know health folks who like all of a sudden know everything about universal precautions right you know people were talking about like oh my god that's not a sterile field and this and that and 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 i want to kind of break the news to you guys um Unless you're doing, like, surgery in those, like, big surgical centers, right, that, that's universal precaution isn't as, you know, severe as you think it is. Like, again, if you're doing some procedure in your doctor's office, right, um, you know, it's not going to be 100% scrubbed down, you know, the, the instruments they use are going to be clean, right, the, the tools that they use on you are going to be clean and, you know, done up, but again, you may not have the 100% sterile field, uh, that, you know, you expect to have in a surgery, right, like, you I wanted to burst that bubble because again, I think a lot of people, uh, Really think if you have surgery in uh, your doctor's office, right? Whether it be some type of biopsy or any type of you know surgical uh, procedure, right? That is going to be one hundred percent like the OR, and it's just not the case, right? It's you know, unrealist expectations uh, f- from the patient side. So just a quick recap um, today, we talked about uh, Dr. Wendell uh, Davis Boot, and again, I apologize. It's, it's someone someone shoot me in my comments if um, I'm saying her last name wrong, right? Um, we talked about how her case of uh, in most recent media about uh, the the malpractice as well as the fact that she dances during ORs are really two separate things Uh, one is you know what does she have a surgical complication that may have occurred okay that's one issue and the second is you know is she uh, okay to do what she does on social media right I am a proponent of yes right like I think she's 100 uh, percent okay to do what she does on social media because again as a physician you got to be able to brain yourself right um and as so as the patient right you got to remember and you got to empower yourself right you got to empower yourself with that that type of knowledge in the forefront right like before you know you engage uh, with a physician right before you engage with any type of You know, health professional or any professional in general, right? You know, ask them, you know, what their presence is on social media, and is there a likelihood that I could be signing away, you know, my rights uh, to be posted or my rights to be talked about? Or again, that's something that you need to, uh, you know, make very clear of in the beginning, especially if you don't want that, right? Like if you don't care, right? If you don't care, if your doctor writes a blog post, you know, about your condition, obviously not naming you personally, right? Uh, But you know, about your condition. In, in general sense, right, if you don't care uh, that, uh, you know, your doctor does a, a podcast or, uh, you know, a vlog, if you don't care about that, then you don't you don't got nothing to worry about. But if you're one of those people who cares about um, making sure that you don't have any type of uh, footprint online, like b- have that conversation with your doctor like today tomorrow. Um again, a lot of you may have already signed consents that says this can happen, right? Again, because a lot of y'all and I I say y'all like so I'm I'm sometimes guilty of it, right? Especially especially those, you know, my, my Apple users, right? When we're just trying to scroll all the way down to the bottom to say accept, right? A lot of us may have already signed off the consent to say I can be on social media, right? And if you have, you know, ask your doctor if you have to see if, if you want to change that up, right? So that uh, that's the only homework I can give for you this week. Um, I will see you guys next week. You guys have a great and blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Please head over to lunchlearnpod.com dot com where you'll get the most recent episodes as well as today's show notes. For your listening and viewing pleasure. And like always, depending on where you're listening this to, please subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the latest episodes sent directly to you. And we are at all of your favorite podcast listening stations, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and empower yourself to take control of your health, and we'll see you next week.